Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm, wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there, and our university presidents evidently have a very hard job. I want to thank them for struggling through it. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Turn and Spoon Ice Cream. Don't forget that Strange Brew Coffee House now has K-Cups on sale. So you can go by the store or you can go on the website at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And if you're a Keurig owner, you've got yourself taken care of. You can be brewing that incredible Strange Brew Coffee every morning at your house. It'll make a great gift for any coffee lover in your life. Strange Brew Coffee House this holiday season. If you're looking for something maroon and white for a Christmas gift, they've got you covered at College Corner. Two stores in the Jackson area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. And whatever it is you're looking for, for yourself, your family, your house, or your car, they've got it covered if it's maroon and white at College Corner. Humble Taco is Startville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Such a unique restaurant, not just to Starkville, but to anywhere. There just isn't another Mexican restaurant around like Humble Taco, taking Southern classics and turning them into your Mexican favorites. So next time you're looking for something different, something delicious, head over to Humble Taco, grab a margarita, grab some chips and salsa, and grab some tacos that you can't get anywhere else, only at Humble Taco. I blacked out for a second there. I don't know what just happened. Um, Is there a glitch in the? I think I had a glitch in the Matrix earlier today. By the way, I saw this eighteen wheeler go by. It said Big M. I was like, I've never seen a Big M eighteen wheeler before. So it drives past me. Literally thirty seconds later, another one comes down the road. I'm just like glitch in the Matrix. They changed something. I thought you were going to talk about old Miss recruiting for a second. No, 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 okay. no. Let's talk about uh, our friends over at Firehouse Subs, though. If you're looking for a party platter this holiday season, do something different. Head to Firehouse Subs and pick one up there. You will be the talk of your of your Christmas I almost said Halloween. Christmas party, if you do that. You'll definitely be the talk of the Halloween party because they're not happening right now. You've somehow found a way to go back in time. Some people do. Some people keep the they keep the keep the theme going. <laughs> we need a, a Christmas carol, but it's about Halloween. This guy just scares people 365 days a year. Isn't, there, isn't that the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, pretty much? I guess, yeah. I've never really watched that. Me neither. I, My I, kids love it, but I have never really gotten uh, into it. So I, I'm, I'm here and there on uh, Tim Burton stuff. Well, there you go. I am not here and there on Firehouse Subs. I'm always here for it. So, check them out. Startville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Flowood, Madison. Firehouse Subs. That next time you need some lunch, you know where to go. We'll talk baseball. Baseball in the middle of December, but why not? The the reigning national champions have released their schedule for the 2022 season. I think it's a pretty good one. Uh, we're going to talk about how sometimes you put the cart before the horse a little bit, and that's when we'll talk about recruiting. But we're going to talk a little football to start here. Robbie, you, know, you think about the 2020 season. That season was kind of defined by true freshmen. Will Rogers, Jaquavius Marks and Dylan Johnson, um, Jaden Wally, guys like that. 
This year, not so much. And that's obviously a good thing for Mississippi State because you don't want to have to be playing true freshmen. You want to have depth in your upperclassmen. And still a lot of sophomores played this year and a lot of redshirt freshmen played this year. But the true freshman, I mean, am I wrong in saying the only one to make a real impact this year was Ra Ra Thomas? Am I missing anybody? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, you know, Teddy Knox played some on on kickoff no impact, and stuff know. like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's not that's not the guy that I expected out of the entire class to play this right. year, Ra Ra right. Thomas. No, yeah. I mean, he came in and. You just said it. If you had said a receiver was going to have a big impact in year one, I would have thought it was Teddy Knox. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, and, you know, if Jacoby Moore would have been here in time, that's another guy I would have thought Ra-Ra was like the last wide receiver I expected mm-hmm. to make an immediate impact. And, you know, he just came in and for whatever reason it just clicked for him right away. We saw it in practices. Mm-hmm. He just looked fluid out there as a wide receiver. So, Sometimes that's how it works. You 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 don't necessarily see the highest rated guys get in there first and play. Uh, Ty Cooper played mm-hmm. before John Lewis played. Right. You know. So this this team is never going to have under Michael Leach a lot of true freshmen playing. Right. Last year there was really no no reason not to play those guys. We had no choice. Yeah, no choice. Yeah, with all well, the departures. You had to have two freshman running backs. You had to have a wide receiver in there and Jaden Wiley. Will Rogers had to get in there. So I think if Mike Leach can avoid that, he will. This year Ra Ra Thomas just kind of took that away from him and he was one of the better receivers, so he had to play. And he really stepped up middle of the season that you hate to have seen him yeah. get injured so he couldn't play in the egg bowl, but yeah. I think he'll be back for the bowl game from what I'm hearing. And State has a lot of, of, of skill position guys that are going to, you think, next year make some contributions. We won't talk about the quarterbacks, but we'll come back to them. But I think both running backs, Hargrove and, uh, and Price, have a role to play next season. And then you, you've talked about Teddy Knox. I think Antonio Harmon and Jacoby Moore all have a role to play next season. I think State's receiving core next year could be even deeper than it was this year. Because, I mean, you're losing Heath and you're losing Calvin, I believe. But everybody else is back, but we're going to add in real contributions from Knox, Harmon, and more. And then, you know, I think maybe a guy like Dortch or Xavion Thomas, because of the speed they have, could be a, a, a guy who gets a chance early on. But the, the true freshman receivers have got to be the most exciting piece looking ahead, especially offensively. Yeah, I mean, this group's going to be really deep next year. Um and I don't know yet on on Jameer Calvin. I think there's there's still a possibility still he returns. Air, okay. Yeah, I I don't think he took part in Senior Day. Uh, could be wrong. He did but, not. He did but, not. Yeah. So I mean, if he does leave, I guess he could transfer somewhere else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, even if you don't bring him back, you're bringing back a ton. Tulu Griffin there and guys like that that you can utilize in that same spot that where he was. We talked a little bit about this yesterday on Sports Talk Mississippi that when you look at like, you know, Phil Steele and all the stuff he likes to do, we talk about returning production. I don't know that anybody in the country will return more production than Mississippi State. Maybe Alabama. I but I don't know about Brian Robinson. He might be a senior finally. That ESPN thing that ranks state like eighth. It might that might be top they five. Might be, this year. They might be number two or three in the country <laughs> next year just based off returning production. Yeah, they re- they really will. I mean, just from a, a returning production standpoint, they're bringing back someone that contributed on every single touchdown this year. Yeah. Well, every rushing yard returns. 
every rushing yard, every pass. Did, did, does Lovertich is he back? Well, I guess that uh, I guess. I mean, the little bit that he played, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think he can come back. I don't know if he will or not, yeah. but you're bringing back all your production pretty much offensively, with the exception of Malik Keith, right? And that's strong for Mississippi yeah. State for an offense that took a major step this year. Mm-hmm. We talk about year two, year three is is always a big step too. You look at Mike Leach in year three; that's always that's been a big the, the launching point. So State has a chance to have one of the better offenses that Mike Leach has ever coached, which is saying something. And uh, you got a year three for Will Rogers. I think the sky's the limit for this offense next year. I agree with that. What role can Price and Hargrove play next year? Well, you're hoping that they slide into where J.J. Jernigan and those guys were. Yeah. I mean, they should be getting those reps next year. To your point about the scholarship guys, this year I'm, I was completely fine with right. that. In year two, those guys should be stepping up above J.J. Jernigan and guys like that. Yeah. And no offense to J.J. Jernigan, but Hargrove is just a more talented player. Uh, so he should be he should be taking those reps from Jernigan. He should be your number three guy. He should be, you know, what uh, Witherspoon was a couple years ago. Yeah, he should be. He should be grabbing those reps. But until Dylan Johnson and Jaquavius Marks leave, those guys are They're going guys, to be the guys for sure. True freshman offensive lineman. Was there anybody that you know? Obviously, none, none of them play. But Albert Reese is probably the guy to talk about, right? And Cannon Boone. Cannon Boone. Yeah, both of those guys. I would I think, think right now in, in the mix. Well, before you get into the portal, those guys are probably both projected starters for twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think I think I could see Reese sliding in at right tackle, mm-hmm. Cannon Boone maybe at center, mm-hmm. and I don't think that would be terrible for Mississippi State. But you would like to get a transfer in here, yeah, so you can work Albert in there and give him some reps and not just force feed him everything right away, right? Uh, and he got some reps this year too, which was big, yeah. But that that's a guy that looks like a future NFL tackle to me when I see him, and he he certainly has the build. The guys that they're bringing in, too, I mean, they look like really good offensive linemen, just yeah. physically. Um, and you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a lot of size up front. You're going to have some athleticism with these guys, especially if you bring in guys like Trent Ramsey and Jackson LaHue with what you got coming in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Percy Lewis, obviously, is, is a huge, huge target for Mississippi State. They need to land. We'll talk a little bit about that in a, in a minute. Let's, let's talk about. Uh defensively now. I think that the top guys we're going to be looking at are in the secondary. William Hardrick, Jay Hampton, uh, Corey Ellington is a guy you've heard a lot about. That They think that he could be a... They, 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 there were some talk that maybe he would become a bit of more of a contributor towards the end of the season. Ellington's a guy I think that they think might be on pace to, if not start, to be a, a key piece next season. They need somebody because yeah. the defensive backs are looking rather thin moving forward. Um, and they're going to have to have some players step up. You know, Ellington needs to step in there and 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 gives Mississippi State some reps. You need Janari Dean to to step up and take that next step. Mm-hmm. I think he was working at cornerback most of this year, but looks like he might slide back to safety. Yeah. So I, I don't know what they're going to do at cornerback after Forbes and Decameron Richardson. Yeah, I mean that they're in trouble. Well, I mean that's sort of where we were a season ago, though, when you were like, "What are they going to do after Emerson and Forbes?" Yeah, and Richardson, I thought played well this year at times, but you're right; they have to find another guy. And I trust that Richardson can handle that. Mm-hmm. I'm just the depth there is just, and it appears scary. like they're going to miss on their JUCO guys in this class. So, 
Defensive, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this, like you said, but defensive back recruiting is leaving a lot to be desired. It's an issue. Cornerbacks especially. Linebacker, Cooper and Lewis are the guys there that we that we, we want to talk about. Tamar Rogers, don't forget about Tamar Rogers and, and Nick, Nick Mitchell. Mitchell. They, Both of those guys, I think, can play. State has got some a lot, and then they're bringing in three more guys and Gilmore, Moore, and uh, Stone, Stone Blanton. Blanton. How, How could forget, you forget? How could I forget him? Um, State's got got a lot of young talent at linebacker. I mean, a lot of it. Yes, they do, and. They're guys that I think really are going to fit this defense. Now, Ty Cooper, if they switch to like a you know a four man front eventually, I could see him putting his hand on the ground. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think he's he's still a good fitted outside linebacker for State. Uh, John Lewis is just a freak. Mm-hmm. You know, he I, I feel like he's got a chance to be special if he comes along. Were you surprised he didn't make more of a contribution this year? I, I th- he was a guy I thought early on could be a contributor. A Maybe it's because I didn't bit. think Jet Johnson was going to be one, though. Yeah, a little bit, but you know he had an injury early in camp, and I think that set him back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they they were really being kind of careful with him and bringing him along pretty slow. But you know that they've shown Zach Arnett's shown that he's not scared to get some young guys in on his defense. Um, you know, Mike Leach might be more hesitant, but Zach will play the young guys if he ha- if he feels like. They're the best players, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I, I I did think he might play a little more. But at the same time, if you had that luxury to redshirt a guy like that, you'll take it. Yeah, no question, no question about that. Defensive line, there's not. Is there a guy that I'm missing that you know, as far as a true freshman? Um, I'm trying to remember who they signed last year on the defensive <laughs> line. <laughs> You know, De- Deontay Anderson is a guy I think they have a lot of high hopes for. Um, but he, you know, he, this was a year to, I mean, he came in at like 225, 230. This was a year just to get him bigger uh, more than anything else. Beyond that, I mean, I don't know that there's a guy that I'm just going to point to and say, yeah, big time contributor for Mississippi State on the defensive line in, in 2022. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could step in and get some reps next year. He's a skilled pass rusher. You kind of need him to to get in there and get his reps because they're going to lose Jaden Crumity, they're going to lose Randy Charlton, and guys like that after next year. Yeah. So you need him to come in there and start to get his feet wet a little bit, so he can step in and be a a major contributor in twenty three. And then we come back to the quarterbacks, Robertson and Greek. Now I think we all agree on Greek that he's a guy that. Unless he's just interested in working with Mike Leach and maybe taking a, a coaching career down the road, it seems unlikely he's going to ever be the guy at Mississippi State. Robertson, on the other hand, you know, is the one with all the hype and the one that everybody thought could come in in year one even and possibly challenge for this job. But now Will Rogers is, is I mean, he's entrenched. He's the guy at Mississippi State. What does the future look like, in your opinion, for Sawyer Robertson? Um. You know, it's it's going to be tough for him, I think, to supplant mm-hmm. Will. I agree. I just – I've thought that for a long time, and this year has even further cemented that for I me. I did not expect Will Rogers to have this kind of year. And yeah. And that's what's done that. You know? I, I thought it was going to be tough to get him out of that spot because Will is just such a determined guy. Mm-hmm. I just – I didn't see him going down lightly. I, I feel like Sawyer is, is more talented. He's got a higher ceiling than Will. Mm-hmm. 
but there's just so many things that you can't measure that Will has that that's just going to be so tough for him. And I, I, I've you know Sawyer's been in this offense too, so this is not a foreign offense right. for him. So I, I don't think that you know it's an, an offensive thing that's going to keep him from getting on the field. But right. I just think it's Will Rogers. It's if just, Will if Will goes down with an injury or something, then that changes things, and Sawyer can kind of get a firmer grip. But this spring is going to to tell the tale, I think. If Sawyer's putting up a fight there, then we might have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, if he gets in the summer and, and Will is the unquestioned number one guy, it's hard to imagine both of those guys sticking around. Well, there's there's two things that I want to say. Is one, I feel like Sawyer Robertson is the more physically talented guy. Yeah, bigger arm, better athlete. I think, but it doesn't matter if you're completing passes seventy six percent the way Will Rogers is doing. Right. And then, I mean, there's just not a scenario where you can convince me that Sawyer Robertson is willing to wait until 2024. No, there's no way he it's does. Just not, it's just not no possible. Way. He's too talented. He's going to want to get out and play somewhere. If you think that he's that he would stick around, that's just wishful yeah. thinking on your part. That's yeah. just there's no question ignoring what, what's happening in college football. Yeah, there's there's nobody that's sticking around. I mean, Max Johnson started most of the year for LSU, gone, and he's gone because yeah. basically, I guess, because he. Lost the job one game against Garrett Nussmeyer. Yeah, I mean, if you lose your job, if you uh, that, there's, I mean, there's no more fighting for starting spots anymore. It's just it's guys not, just give up and yeah, go somewhere because, else. Because I mean, certainly <clears throat> Kelly didn't just come in and go. Garrett Nussmeyer is my starting quarterback. No, you know he's like we're gonna have competition. Max Johnson didn't want any part of that. No, the so. people don't want to compete anymore. Yeah. And I'm not saying Sawyer's one of those. I'm just saying a lot of guys are. This is college football. I mean, look at the kid that was at Ohio State. Yeah, that Quinn e- Quinn Evers or whatever his yeah, name is, yours. Uh, and now he's apparently taking first round money from people to like I I'm not going to spend money on somebody like that that is too scared to try to compete for a starting spot. Yeah. I'm just not. Yeah, I agree. If if you sh- if you show that you that you feel like you're not good enough to win the job at Ohio State, why are you good enough to win the job here? Let's 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 switch it over to recruiting here because you and I did a couple of Do shows. Do we have to? Well, we did a couple of shows, you know. Where we talked about how good things were looking, and you said it. I'll give you all the credit. You said, you know, maybe we're a little, little ahead of the, a little ahead of ourselves here. In the matter of forty-eight hours, it feels like uh, Mississippi State has lost a ton of recruiting momentum. Let's start with uh, the rumors that DeCarlos Nicholson and Trevion Williams are both headed to Ole Miss this weekend. Nicholson was supposed to come to State this weekend. Trevion has at least been here. We'll start with Nicholson because I feel like he's a must-have. State needs a JUCO cornerback, and the rest of their board is sort of gone. Desmond Williams has committed to Tennessee. Uh, Zarquan Frazier, it looks like State's not recruiting him any longer. It looked like he was going to be a summer enrollee anyway, so what good does that do you with a JUCO guy? If they lose to Carlos Nicholson, you you sort of just hit on a second ago. Cornerback and defensive back recruiting has been not great for Mississippi State. Safety has been okay. Mm-hmm. Cornerback has been a disaster, disaster the last two years. Yeah. And, I mean, Kamari Rogers is obviously – you have to have him. Mm-hmm. I haven't counted to call us Nicholson not once. Right. When he, committed, when he committed to Mississippi State, I did not count him. Mm-hmm. This is Jadarius per- Perkins 2.0. You know, I don't like to give the Kang a lot of credit, but – there's something wrong at Gulf Coast for Mississippi State. There just is. This is like the fourth guy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one guy they've gotten is 
Carson Williams, Williams who nobody else who's is not on. playing, who's never going to play. Now, so, and now we'll see what happens with Percy Lewis. Yeah, and that's that's a big that's a big if with him. Mm-hmm. But you know, Nicholson has been all over the place from the start. He committed to Mississippi State, and then he decommitted shortly after. Mm-hmm. Committed to Kentucky of all places. And you know, he's I don't think he's going to Kentucky. Right. I think he's probably going to end up at Ole Miss. This yeah. that's what that feels like. He he very closely resembles Jadarius Perkins to me. Yeah. And and those kind of guys, I'm just no Christmas Day announcement. At least. I just don't, you know, I'm not going to lose any sleep about it because mm-hmm. this guy's all over the place. I mean, but it, it does hurt Mississippi State that they have not been able to get it. A, does it does? I, I don't blame them for not getting him. I blame them if they don't have something in their back pocket here. Which at this point in the game, I don't think they have. I think I think they're out of, of options. It's just you know they're early in the forward. process they were feeling all these spots with defensive backs. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, they're addressing this need here. Yeah. They're getting well. Then they, they just start dropping these guys left and right. Mm-hmm. This other dude flips. I mean, you don't know what is going on. Right. I, I have no clue. And, and you know, uh, Darcel McBath seems to be a great, great cornerbacks coach. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of questions that he's got to answer about these these recruiting classes. Should they have held on to Jeterius Elam? I don't know. I mean, it, his season was just okay. I mean. I, you don't have anybody else. I don't see why not. Yeah. I mean, who else is... It's the same thing that happened last year where they let... Uh, I can't remember the kid's name from Oxford, from Lafayette County go. What was his name? Um, if you wouldn't he, have... He ended up going to Southern. If you wouldn't have brought it up, yeah. I would have known. But they let him go. And then yeah, I thought that was a bad mistake. And they did... Kenneth Tolls. And uh, they didn't... Uh, Tolls, yeah. Tolls. They didn't... They ended up not having a replacement for him. So it, it's two years in a row with this. You know, it, it feels like you, you got to, like... You're gonna, you just may have to be a jerk and wait until signing day on some of those decisions and be like, you know, if somebody comes in, I'm going to call you on signing day and be like, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, and here's the thing now. Like, next year, you have no one. Yeah. Like, who is, yeah. who's going to play Yeah. after next Forbes, year? And after Forbes, if, if Forbes leaves as early as a pro, you, you've got a real problem. I mean, there's nobody in the waiting in the wings. So, yeah. Kamari Rogers, you have to get, yes. and then you got to go get, I guess, somebody in the portal. Yeah, uh, Marcus Banks, mm-hmm. you have to land somebody like that. Yeah, Moses. Yeah, somebody. part the Red Sea. <laughs> somebody, and then you know Trevion Williams, like we said, felt like you know I, I, I hate the term private commitment. I can't stand that term, but it felt like he was one. But now the, the rumor is that that he's headed to Ole Miss this weekend. Anytime somebody goes to visit Ole Miss on the last weekend, I mean, you have to worry because their their track record. And I'm I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying their track record of getting guys who hit come to them on those last weekends is good. Yeah, I I want to wait and see if he visits. If he visits, it's a, it's a major concern. Yeah. Uh, but right now, all I've seen is just an expected visitors list. Yeah. And that's. You know, State gets those expected visitors lists a lot. Mm-hmm. And Jaheim Otis was on it last week. Yeah, so, I mean, that uh, he might have he might have said, yeah, I'll come up there, but I don't know. That remains to be seen. Right. Because he hasn't been there much. Now, if he goes up there, that's, that's a major concern, yeah. and it's very strange that all of a sudden Ole Miss would be in the game for a kid they haven't been in the game with mm-hmm. for a long time. Right. But that's a conversation for another day. Then Kamari Rogers, you mentioned him. It still feels like it's going okay with him, but at the same time, he has not decommitted from Miami. He's still very active on Twitter, pro Miami. I mean, at what point did you just have to say, "Kid, 
pull the trigger? Do you have to wait until signing day? Uh, I don't know. At this point, why even just just wait till signing day? Yeah, you know, I think that's going to happen for pretty much all of these kids because you know I, he's been committed to Miami for so long. I mean, do you really want to? You're going to deal with the backlash, I guess. But do you want to do that now? Just wait till signing day and and get it over with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, you know, I'm still not a hundred percent confident on him. No. I mean, he's out there tweeting to Miami kids. You can't be confident until you sign him, right? And that's for just about all these kids. And then the two linemen left, Trent Ramsey and Jackson LaHue. It doesn't feel like – I mean, neither one of them committed on the trip this past weekend. I, State to have its big recruiting weekend and not get one commitment is weird. You normally get, like, one guy who gets caught up in everything and says, I'll pull well, the Well, they might, they might be trying to drum up some National Signing Day stuff, I too. feel like I mean, that's a huge mistake for your mis- – I mean, what does it matter? Because Mississippi State never – it goes back to what we were just talking about. That you know, I feel like sometimes you lay these plans, and then all of a sudden somebody comes in and and, and disrupts them. Well, you don't think that could happen if they were committed? I feel like you would feel better. <laughs> this is college football, man. They're not gonna. I know, I know, I know. They're not I gonna know. say, "Oh, he's committed." I'm not gonna. Talk I think to him. you would feel a little bit better, especially we're talking about Lahue and Ramsey, who aren't going to Ole Miss. Well, they did the same thing with Cannon Boone last year. Yeah, I don't think. You know, I, the only person I'm so do you worried feel about confident about those two guys. I feel confident about Trent Ramsey. I mean. The, and and if if LaHue doesn't go to Texas, if they don't offer him this week and bring him in on official visit, mm-hmm. I think they get him too. It's Fifty grand if they do. I mean, why would you turn that down? I would. So uh, I don't know. I I think it's going to be a terrible next week mm-hmm. leading up to Wednesday. It's good. Yeah. Every single day is going to be like Groundhog Day. Yeah, the board is going to be an absolute disaster. Everybody in this fan base is going to be worried sick every single day. It's just another day in the life of being a Mississippi State fan and a beat writer. Yeah. And if you're if you haven't um, been able to experience that, please come check out uh, Bulldogs two four seven or yeah. Mississippi State two four seven. Yeah. And uh, see what we have to offer because uh, there's a lot of fun stuff going on right now. Fun with quotation marks. Exciting. Yeah. We'll see. All right, let's move on over to baseball. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Did you know the baseball team won a national championship? I did, I did. There's a lot of beef in recruiting right now, but that's not the kind of beef we want to talk about. We want to talk about steaks, roasts, and hamburgers. And hey, don't forget, go to the Facebook page for the Mississippi Beef Council, and you can vote for your favorite steak or your favorite hamburger in the state of Mississippi. And of course, this holiday season... When you're looking to put something special on the table, how about a whole prime rib or a whole beef tenderloin? Do that. Not only will your family have a Merry Christmas, but so will the 15,000 beef providers here in our state helping us every day in our great agricultural business. So, Mississippi Beef Council, their website is msbeef.org. Find a lot of great recipes and a lot of great information about the beef industry here in Mississippi. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's where you'll find smoked southern soul food every day. So much more than just barbecue when you go to Two Brothers. They have a great menu up and down of your favorite uh, meals here in Starville. One of my favorite places to be every time I'm there. So make sure you're checking them out right there in the heart of the Cotton District. Grab a drink, grab some food, and grab a good time at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. 
Advantage Business Systems makes it really easy for your business to succeed. They're going to sell you an incredible selection of products and services, everything your business needs uh, from a technological standpoint, copiers, printers, computers, mailing systems, whatever it is that you've got, you're looking for, they've got it. And then when you make the, they make the sale, they don't just you know give you the 800 number and tell you, call us if you have a problem, maybe we can be there in a week. They're a Mississippi business. They take care of their customers like the, you or their next-door neighbors, which they are. They're Mississippi first, just like you. Call them today. Find out how they can help you out. The number is 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. As Robbie just said... The reigning national champions have released the 2022 baseball schedule. I think this is a great schedule. Uh, a lot of, I think there's some attractive matchups in there, and it starts week one. The Dirtbags coming to town, Long Beach State, uh, taking on Mississippi State, February 18th. Set your calendars uh, for that one. I'm sure it'll be 70 degrees and sunny, Robbie, for opening day. Yeah, February or mid February. That's about the coldest time of the year for. Mississippi. That's about windy. when that, that's when the ice storm was last year. Recall it was. Yeah. It'll be. It'll be windy. It'll be spitting rain. We'll be sitting there in the press box with the windows open. So Life much will fun. Be good. Life will be good. Thanks uh, to Jake Mangum for breaking that window that time. We could have had that gate, that door down mm-hmm. every time it got cold. But mm-hmm. since Jake hit that foul ball that hit Uncle Dave, mm-hmm. here we I go. have. A, I have a different person I blame for that, but I won't. I won't. I don't want to get into that there. I just don't want to. Okay. Uh, but I think there are some other attractive matchups as well. Glad to see State back in, in Pearl to take on Southern Miss. This series at Tulane is fantastic. A three-day set series, three-game series in New Orleans, March 4th, 5th, and 6th. I think I might make a trip down to the Big Easy to watch a little college baseball for that one. So you don't want to make a trip to a bowl game in Memphis, but you'll go for a three-day weekend to yes. New Orleans. You just said it, yes. Okay, so you're not a professional. You're just a guy that wants no, to I'm, go experience trips. I might, I might just go there. I might just take a vacation and go as a fan. I mean, no, I, you won't. Why not? Because I said so. I, now I'm definitely going to do it. <laughs> you, you're not the boss of me. Uh, but it's a good series. And then they they turn around. They go to Biloxi for a repeat of that of the now famous uh, season ending series from 2020. Uh, do they just go? Do they just drive up from New Orleans to Biloxi, or do they come back? And then drive down again. Surely, because that's spring break, I'm pretty sure, right? Is it? I think. So Man, that would be a fun trip to make. Well, Go to New Orleans and then You can't think Biloxi. you're going to drive New Orleans to Bol- to Starkville Sunday, and then you're down in Starkville for one... Or no, you would basically turn around on Monday and drive back down to Biloxi. No, you just go to Biloxi. Yeah, Monday's your travel day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you stay yeah. In Biloxi. That's why that's scheduled that way. Yeah. So two games against Texas Tech, that should be a top 10 showdown down there in Biloxi. Then they'll come back and take on Princeton. So if, if, if they, Smart have, guys. they have a spelling bee mid-game, they might, Princeton's probably going to win. Uh, <laughs> a spelling bee of all things. Let's have a spelling contest. <laughs> then conference play, which that schedule's been I out can't for wait a while. for that Binghampton game. Binghamton? Yeah. It's Binghamton. Sorry, Binghamton. Do you know whose uh, alma mater that is? Who? A famous uh, sports media guy. No. Tony Kornheiser. Oh. He's a bingham to bang. We're good for him. Uh, state starts conference play at Athens, in Athens, at Georgia, I should say, on March 18th, and then returns home the next weekend to take on Alabama. I'm sure Brad Bohannon is excited to come to a vacation locale like Starkville, Mississippi. Well, as uh, you said, nobody's going there unless it's for baseball. That's what they so. say. So, uh, state at Memphis uh, on the 29th. I assume that will be at AutoZone Park. 
uh, home of the Redbirds. Yeah. And then be. the Governor's Cup is back with us this year as well. Uh, State actually plays four games in a row against Ole Miss. They play the weekend series April 21st through 23rd uh, in Oxford, where State has not lost since 2015. And then they will take they will take have the Governor's Cup in Pearl on the 26th. There's no date set for it, but I would be shocked if April 8th through 10th isn't Super Bowl weekend against LSU. Yeah. That sounds that sounds they have back to back home weekends, LSU and Auburn, but LSU is just a better draw. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, and you've kind of you it seems like you've gotten over the curse of Super Bulldog weekend where you just couldn't win those. True, but can you get over the curse of LSU? That's true. So uh and then state does well, get, they did last year. They did. But not at but home though. State at home against LSU the past couple series have not been good. Longer than that. Yeah. Well yeah. yeah. I don't think they've beaten them at home and it's it's I think it was a, a series in a long time. It's been a long time. They beat them. They beat them at LSU in sixteen and last year, mm-hmm. and at home it's been, I mean, early two thousands maybe something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, no Vanderbilt on the schedule. Does that surprise you? Thought they want to match up um, the two, last two national champions. Well, they they played them. They played them last year, and then year before too. I think they played them like three years in a row. One of them, I think, was the Super Regional, but I yeah. can't remember. But, um, yeah, it's, it's time to slide them off. And I think, I guess, uh, Missouri came in. Missouri, State, or, State goes to Missouri. No, they had Missouri last year, didn't they? I think it's Tennessee. Yes. Tennessee, and that's how they finished the season. What a great way to end the season. Two great programs. Three games set in Starkville, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, May 19th through the 21st. Uh, the Falls and Tony Vitello and those mashers will come to town. That should be a fantastic series. Great schedule. Should be a lot of great games. Um, I mean, you missed Arkansas too. You didn't mention Arkansas. Well, I mean, I didn't think I needed to mention that one. That's the that's obviously a huge series. State has not uh, won a game in Arkansas. I think in the last two series, I believe they've been swept. They got swept there twice, and they swept them twice, and then last year they got swept. they got swept. So it's yeah. just like there's no there's no in between with Arkansas. Yeah, I'm interested. You know, I've seen some top some early top fives, and Arkansas is in there, but I'm like. I feel like they lost more with Kevin Copps than anybody else lost. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, just think back at how much they used him mm-hmm. last year. I don't think I, I can't remember a time where a team relied as heavily on one player as they did. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he started the last game of the year. Yeah, and um, left with the lead. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing you can say about their use of him that was a detriment to their team. Right. I mean, he did his job. <laughs> right. Good schedule. Should be an interesting season. All right, tomorrow's show, let's look ahead to Mississippi State, Colorado State. That's a big basketball game. We'll give that a little bit of preview. We'll talk a little bit more football. Maybe we'll have some more recruiting news. You never know. You never know. We'll do that tomorrow. Guys, have a great Thursday. Back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.